In today's latest episode, we'll examine how to create a healthy faith balance. We're tackling the challenge of finding that sweet spot between a laid-back approach to spirituality and a rigid, unwavering stance. Get ready for eye-opening quotes and stories that help unravel the secrets of maintaining a healthy and enriching spiritual equilibrium. We'll explore the beauty of embracing diverse perspectives while staying true to our core beliefs, discovering how this delicate balance can truly transform our faith journey. Don't miss out on this crucial episode on spiritual navigation. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Fulfillment Therapy. This is episode number 37, Striking the Balance. Navigating the Fine Line Between Casual and Rigid Faith. I'm your host, Kendra Nielsen, and today we're going to talk about a topic that comes up a lot with many of my clients, which is usually an indicator that it's something my podcast listeners are wanting more information about as well, since it's a similar demographic. So hopefully this is something that will really resonate with you, which I really think that it will. So it's finding the right balance between a casual and rigid approach in our faith. So in the context of modern Latter-day Saints, this is a delicate balance and it's pretty essential in maintaining a healthy and fulfilling connection with God and the gospel. So keep listening as we explore insights from Latter-day Saint prophets and apostles on how to navigate faith imbalances. When it comes to navigating faith, some people may find themselves struggling with a rigid, inflexible approach that can lead to harsh judgment sometimes and often closed hearts whether that's on the part of the person or the people that they are interacting with. Modern prophets and apostles have emphasized the importance of embracing flexibility in our belief systems. For example, President Dieter F. Uchtdorf said the following, As we seek to follow the Savior, we should not assume that what worked for someone else will work for us. Let us each strive to align our actions with our beliefs but be gentle with ourselves and with others when we stumble. I love that. Just that reminder to be gentle with ourselves and with others and not assume that what worked for someone else is going to work for us. I really love the Noose for the Strength of Youth pamphlet that's been updated in 2022, that booklet. It is just amazing, and I find myself applying a lot of the principles to myself, which they recommended that we do anyway, 
But I want to read a little quote from that that I think about very often, and this really helps me as I try to find that balance myself between being way too rigid and way too casual. And usually we seem to favor one or the other that we lean more towards on that spectrum. This is what it says. The purpose of For the Strength of Youth is not to give you a yes or no about every possible choice you might have. Instead, the Lord is inviting you to live a higher and holier way. His way. This guide will teach you about His way. It explains truths He has revealed. Make these truths your guide for making choices. Big choices, such as making covenants in the temple and serving a mission, as well as daily choices, such as how to treat people or how to spend your time. I like this part. While others can help you, your spiritual growth is personal. It's between you and the Lord. He knows your heart, and only He can be the ultimate judge. Do your best to improve each day. Keep God's commandments and honor your covenants, and help others come closer to the Savior. I really appreciate those words. It's so succinct and clear that the gospel is not about giving us a big list of to-dos and to-don'ts or a yes and no for everything that we face, but this higher, holier way. And we need to figure that out ourselves with the Lord. It's very personal, and he does know our heart. So I want to talk about that quite a bit today. I wanted to share a story that I kind of went back and forth on. Ultimately, I decided that I wanted to share it because I figured it could help other people. So I don't know if you remember, but on episode 16, I talked about understanding cultural laws, fence laws, and the letter and the spirit of the law. And people really seemed to like that episode. It really resonated with them. So this kind of goes along with that. But when I was doing that episode, I realized that I was doing some things for the wrong reasons. And I mentioned some of those in there. And I'm going to be transparent and a little more vulnerable about something that happened not that long ago that I actually haven't shared with anyone because I'm still navigating it. I'm still trying to understand it. And honestly, it's just a little bit raw. So in that last episode, I talked about modesty and how I've been very modest and I'm proud of that since my conversion as a late teen, when I was really reconverted to the gospel. Well, after that episode, I decided to try going to the gym with just running shorts and a tank top on instead of what I usually wear, which is the longer mid-calf length leggings and a sleeved shirt, things like that. But since I've been running a lot more lately, I get very, very hot. And that's the only activity where I'm sweaty and fatigued. And I don't like to have that extra clothing and especially when it gets really wet. So this was a hard decision for me because of how rigid I've been, like I mentioned with my modesty. But I understood that my desires were pure. So I did try it out. I felt quite exposed, but I found actually that I really loved it. I could run farther and faster without feeling like I was wearing, like I said, that hot, um, wet, sweaty clothes that are so restrictive. So my performance was much better. I also had much better form when I lifted weights because I could see my muscles contract and was better able to see what I was doing with each exercise and that if I was doing it well and correctly. I also had a lot better posture. Really, I was quite surprised by the benefits and a (laughs) 
<laughs> and a little sad that it had taken me so long to let go of my self-judgment and also the opinions of others a little more than I think I first realized. And that personal rigidity that I kind of had. Well, fast forward about a week later. So many of my friends at the gym that come at 5 a.m. are more of the older crowd, and they've seen me coming there for years. Well, one man came up to me, he's probably in his 80s, and he said, you're not wearing many clothes. And his tone and different things kind of sounded judgmental and unkind. And instantly I felt a lot of shame. And it reinforced an old fear that I was bad if I didn't cover my skin. Now I handled it okay, but under the surface I was pretty conflicted. And honestly a little upset because I'd finally built up the courage to let go of what other people thought about me and my gym attire and instead try to be true to what I felt was okay given the activity just like I would do for swimming or something. I was finally letting go of some of that rigidity that I'd really been trying to work on. I, really, I was trying to do what that quote mentioned in the First Strength of Youth booklet about how your spiritual growth is personal and is between you and the Lord, and that he knows my heart and he's my ultimate judge. Well, I thought about this for a while and I recognized that I didn't need to feel shame. And it's one thing to cognitively know that and another thing to know that in your heart. But really, shame drives people away from God instead of closer to him. Now that I've explored it a little bit more, I do feel a little disappointed in that man, even though I know that he's a good man in a lot of ways. But I personally would never go up to someone and comment on their clothing, especially if it wasn't a kind comment. And it truly was inappropriate for him to comment to a younger female on her clothing. I wouldn't go up to a younger male and talk to him about his clothes or his body, or even one of similar age. So honestly, it's none of his business what I wear. If it's within the gym guidelines, especially. If it's not, I'm fine with him taking that up with the gym or whatever he wants to do, but that wasn't the case. I really was wearing normal running attire that was not overly revealing at all. But I didn't need to explain myself to him. That just wasn't appropriate. And some of these things you might have different opinions on and you might be like, no, that was totally appropriate. He did not like that, blah, blah, blah. That's really not the purpose of this episode. It is just to expand your views of things and help you navigate this for yourself. Because just like I said, it's between you and the Lord. Okay, now that I've said that, I don't want you to think that I'm just going to stay in this place where it's a fixed mindset and really that below the line thinking so I really am trying, even still, to give him the benefit of the doubt and maybe just making an observation or being talkative and that he didn't understand his tone or how he was coming across. And not only that, but he is from a completely different generation than I am, where things are tolerated or accepted on different levels than they are now. So for him, that might be quite offensive, and I need to explore that as well and be opened to the differences in customs and traditions of the different generations. Even if he didn't have good intentions, I can recognize that everyone is on their own journey to finding that balance between casual and rigid faith and knowing what is right for them. Because we really do have to make our own personal decision about that. 
So I'm not telling you the story so that I convince you that it's okay to wear a tank top or running shorts to the gym. And to be honest, I'm still not even sure about it. Like, I, I don't like those gray areas sometimes, but I think Heavenly Father wants us to navigate those because it helps us become better. Helps us understand it for ourselves, what is right for us. And truly, I may decide later on that like, maybe this causes me to become too casual with my temple covenants and with the clothing that I choose to wear outside of the gym, even. Or perhaps I'll find that I've been able to strike a healthy balance and that it's completely appropriate for me to wear these things to the gym, considering the exercise that I'm doing. The key here is that I'm not letting the man at the gym make that decision for me. Or even my spouse make that decision for me, or my friends, or anyone else. It is just between me and the Lord. So can you relate to that? Whether that's modesty, that could be elements in the word of wisdom, that could be many things in our faith. I would encourage you to seek out answers and to be open to either side instead of sitting and taking offense and residing in that hurt place or residing in that very judgmental space, really trying to open your mind and your heart to other thoughts and ideas. So let's talk about commitment and balance. Casual faith may risk undermining the depth of our relationship with God. So how can we maintain commitment without tipping into that rigidity? I'm going to read several quotes because I did a lot of research on it, and this really helped me come to a greater understanding. If you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have leadership that are apostles or prophets. So a lot of these quotes will come from leadership in the church, not just prophets and apostles, but also other church leadership. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said, Discipleship is not a casual sport. But, oh, we need to be careful that we don't turn it into an intense and permanent contest. Be believing, but be brief. Be simple. Be positive. Be grateful. Be true. The part that I really like about that is, let's not make it an intense and permanent contest. It doesn't have to be casual, but it doesn't need to be so rigid either. President Gordon B. Hinckley, which was a previous prophet of the church, talked about the importance of of avoiding extreme or rigid views. This is what he said. We must not be extreme or fanatical. We can become fanatical in our politics, in our exercise, in our work, in our social life, in our desires, and yes, in our religious observance. Are we becoming too fanatical? Whether that's our spirituality or anything else, it's an important thing to consider. Where are we in that? It, almost like we're on this this balance, this scale. Like, where are we leaning? To rigid, to casual? Where are we on that spectrum? So I've mentioned a few things about rigid faith, but what about casual faith? There's a quote I want to read to you by Becky Craven. She is, I don't remember what she was at the time, but she was part of the leadership of the church as well. And she said, there is a careful and a casual way to do everything, including living the gospel. As we consider our commitment to the Savior, are we careful or casual? Because of our moral nature, don't we sometimes rationalize our behavior? At times referring to our actions as being in the gray 
or mixing good with something that's not so good. Anytime we say, however, except, or but, when it applies to following the counsel of our prophet leaders or living the gospel carefully, we are in fact saying, that counsel does not apply to me. We can rationalize all we want, but the fact is, there is not a right way to do the wrong thing. And then she ends by saying, I invite each of us to seek the guidance of the Holy Ghost to know what adjustments we need to make in our lives to be more carefully aligned with our covenants. I also plead with you not to be critical of others making the same journey. There's really this balance between casual and rigid faith that involves recognizing and respecting that everyone's spiritual journey is unique and that we don't need to reside in judgment. Elder D. Todd Christofferson said, As we grow in faith, we come to understand that while there are absolutes in the gospel, there are many paths to achieve them. We should respect individual agency and seek personal revelation to know the best way for ourselves. I'm going to read that last part again. We should respect individual agency and seek personal revelation to know the best way for ourselves. So that's what it comes down to. We really need to figure that out on our own. It's really crucial to remember that whatever our approach to faith may be, cultivating that spirit of love and inclusion and understanding should always be at the forefront of our beliefs. This is really what opens hearts and softens those hearts. How else will loved ones ever stay close to the Lord if they feel like he's only that judgmental and really militant God instead of being a God of unconditional love? Another quote for you. President Russell M. Nelson said the following, Our Savior invites us to follow him on the path of love and inclusion. We can be united in diversity. We should cherish each other's unique experiences and perspectives, recognizing that we are all children of God. What he's talking about are those that look different, sound different, and act different. Are we casual or rigid in our opinions of not only ourselves but others? Do you judge others too harshly or or are you so accepting that you blur the lines into something else? James Goldsmith said this, Tolerance is a tremendous virtue, but the immediate neighbors of tolerance are apathy and weakness. Interesting, isn't it? The immediate neighbors of tolerance are apathy and weakness. Boyd K. Packer said, Tolerance is a virtue, but like all virtues, when exaggerated, it transforms into a vice. I've talked a lot about that before. We need to be careful of the tolerance trap so that we are not swallowed up in it. I did so much research about this because I was really interested in this topic for myself as well. There really is this fine line, and I think Elder Bednar said it really well when he talked about tolerance. This is what he said. The tyranny of tolerance suggests that we have to be accepting of someone else's views, but that they don't have to have any tolerance for our point of view. So tolerance goes both ways. The fact that we take a position and respectfully and thoughtfully articulate that position is not a judgment. It is just standing for what we believe to be true. You see that fine line? You see that balance that's really hard to strike sometimes? One poet says, First we abhor, 
then we tolerate, and then we embrace. So it goes abhor, tolerate, embrace. I know that's helpful for me and even some of my clients because we think, okay, at first I was really maybe closed-minded about something. And then you open up your mind a little bit and are somewhat accepting, and then we embrace it. A funny way to think about this is um, trends that you see, like shorty socks, those little short socks, and even skinny jeans. I totally hated them at first, and then I tolerated them, and now I completely embrace them. It's the same thing for other things. So we just need to be careful that we are not growing too casual in some areas, then the next step is sometimes embracing things that will lead us away from Christ. Another way to say what I just said from that poet is this. Vice is a monster so frightful mean as to be hated needs but to be seen. Yet seen too oft, familiar with her face, we first endure, then pity, then embrace. So I know that's kind of old language. That's by Alexander Pope. But the main part of that is that last line. Yet seen too oft, or too often, familiar with her face, first we endure, then pity, then embrace. Now this is the part I wanted to mention that Elder Oaks spoke about. He said, tolerance is defined as a friendly and fair attitude toward unfamiliar or different opinions and practices or toward the person who hold or practice them. As modern transportation and communication have brought all of us into, into closer proximity to different peoples and different ideas, we have greater need for tolerance. This greater exposure to diversity both enriches our lives and complicates them. I would never really thought about this before. I really appreciate that he's bringing this to our awareness. He goes on to say, we are enriched by associations with different peoples, which remind us of the wonderful diversity of the children of God. But diversity in cultures and values also challenges us to identify what can be embraced as consistent with our gospel culture and values and what cannot be. As you know, I really like culture, so I'd never really thought of it as a negative. I'm like, oh, no, it's great. And this does make sense to me. I see all around me this, this hunger to embrace all these different practices, not really being around them enough to know the vice side of it or what's really behind that if you follow that path further. And this is relatively new in history, what we're experiencing. And we don't yet know the extent of the consequences of that. We're enriched by having greater diversity in the gospel, but are we personally becoming overly tolerant of different customs that are causing us to become much too casual with our baptismal covenants or our temple covenants or whatever it might be, even if you're not part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? So finding the balance between casual and rigid faith is an ongoing journey that requires openness and reflection and a willingness to embrace change. But as we strive to align our actions with our beliefs and remembering to respect the personal decisions of others and their agency, I pray that we'll all be able to find peace and strength in our individual relationships with God. Thank you so much for joining me today as we've explored faith and rigidity and casualness and even tolerance. 
Until next time, may you find your own healthy balance in your faith and stay close to the Lord in your journey and then let the rest go. And for a very quick reminder, Igniting Life launches on August 21st. That's a 12-week course worth over $4,000, but you'll be paying less than 10% of that with professional resources, fun videos, a supportive online community, research-backed tools, and massive growth and transformation that is well worth the self-investment. The time is almost up, so please sign up very quickly. You can sign up on fulfillmenttherapy.org or email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com with any questions. And last but not least, you can sign up for the Costa Rican Women's Wellness Retreat and our separate Men's Wellness Retreat, June 16th through the 22nd of next year, 2024. So total of 11 spots each, but I know several of those have been filled already and we just started talking about it. It hasn't even launched online yet, so you do not want to sit on that. As an added bonus, now through the month of August, if you sign up and secure your spot with another person, you will each get $250 off. You just need to email me and let me know you're signing up with someone else if you want that discount. Remember, email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com or go to the website and sign up now. Thank you so much and you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.